Welcome back to King's Committee. This is Suzanne King, candidate for Nevada governor. Thank you so much for joining. Today's episode is dedicated to those of you who are looking to get your first job. And interviewing is something that can cause people a lot of stress and concern. And mostly it's the fear of the unknown that causes the stress and the concern. So I wanted to give you some tips, some hints, some what to expect information just to help you along your way and sometimes when you are feeling uncertain about something maybe you don't talk about it with other people because maybe you just don't feel like hearing what they have to say and they're a little too close to you in terms of relationships so you don't feel comfortable having that conversation and you feel like it's just going to overwhelm you even more and it might be easier to listen to me that we haven't met or you feel comfortable hearing my voice and if it, if it helps you, fantastic. That's what I'm hoping it will do. So I have interviewed a ton of people during my time as a recruiter, executive recruiter, search consultant, headhunter, whatever you want to call it. And uh, I, have, I have, through that time, learned that everybody has the same things that are going through their head. They want you to like them. They don't want to mess up. They're trying to do a good job. And that's what you're going to be doing too. And so if you could just follow me on these next items, let's look at them like a checklist. Just to make sure if you haven't thought about it, I'm going to say it so you can hear it. The first thing is be on time. Know the address to which you are supposed to arrive figure out how long it's going to take you to get there and then add lots of extra time so you get there early. Eliminating some stress is arriving early so that you feel prepared. If you're going to arrive at the last minute and you're going to be stressed out and you're going to be sweaty and you're going to be ruffled or rumpled, that's not going to help you out. So figure out how long it's going to take you to get there and get there early. Be on time. The next thing is dress appropriately. And you may have to do some research to try to figure out what appropriate means. In some environments, appropriate means a suit with the right shoes that go with that suit. In some environments, it's a suit with some tennis shoes and the tennis shoes are considered cool to go with the suit. In other environments, business casual is what they're looking for. And that can be a really big range of what's acceptable. And so I'm gonna give you a hint. It should never be too tight or show too much of anything. So you wanna come across as someone who They're interested in your personality and what's in your brain. They're not distracted by what you're putting on your body. And so it may seem boring to you to dress appropriately for an interview, but what you're really trying not to do is distract the interviewer from getting to know you. It doesn't mean that you cannot express yourself. You can. It just means be mindful of what you're choosing to express and think about what 
impression do you really want to leave with that other person who is just getting to know you starting with your information written on a page or on an online profile? So keep that in mind. Okay, let's go to personal grooming. Some of you have this absolutely nailed no problem whatsoever. Others of you need to hear a little reminder. So here it is. Make sure you brush, comb, prep, do whatever you need to to your hair so it doesn't bother you during the interview so that you're not touching it or messing with it or twiddling it with your hands or, or moving it behind your ear or, or feeling insecure about how it looks in any way. Just figure it out. And if you haven't done anything to your hair, maybe consider doing something. Definitely you're gonna to wanna to wash it. So wash it, comb it, brush it, prep it, use product, don't use product, I don't care, but do something to show that you care about your appearance. Because if you care about your appearance, the other person that's meeting you might feel a takeaway of, oh, this person cares about their appearance, they're gonna care about our customers, they're gonna care about doing a good job, they're gonna care about representing our company well. So all these little things kind of build your mental image in their mind about the type of person you are and you were just getting to know them and they're just getting to know you, so you're really trying to make a good first impression. You're gonna to wanna to make sure you wash your face. Um, I know that sounds like it should it should be obvious, but you may feel surprised to know that it's not always obvious to everybody. So make sure you wash your face or you're presenting your face in its best possible light. And that means if you're going to put something on your face, whatever it is, make sure you're doing it in a way that's not distracting to the other person because you want them to respect you for your mind and your thoughts and, and your heart and your, your empathy and your sincerity. You don't want them wondering why you did that on your face or whatever that is that you put on there. So whatever it is, it's up to you, it's your choice. I'm just giving you some helpful hints. So the next one, check your nose, your ears and your teeth, just in case you might wanna brush your teeth. That's always a good idea. Check your fingernails. If you are gonna shake someone's hand, you don't know if they're a germaphobe or if they are um, concerned about things. So you wanna make sure that your hands are clean. And we are, after COVID, getting back to shaking people's hands. You wanna make sure your fingernails are clean, that your cuticles are not hanging all over the place. And, um, if you are a nail biter, you're going to try your best to maybe put some cortisone cream on it and, and get everything to relax there. But you, you are going to have your hands noticed in an interview. So I don't want to cause you any stress by bringing attention to it. I just want you to remember that that's part of your personal grooming and you're going to want to present things in the in the best possible manner and it's okay if it's something that you're working on just keep working on it and that's all that's okay 
You're gonna want to clean your shoes. Doesn't mean you have to wear brand new shoes. Nobody expects you when you're trying to get a job to have a bunch of money so you can go out and buy a brand new pair of shoes. But you should try to clean the shoes that you have so that you're not walking into someone's office and if you happen to move your leg, cross your leg, or or sit in a way that they see your foot, that there's not something that's gonna suggest that you're not a clean person because in office environments, if you're going to work in an office environment, you're, you're going to have a workspace. And generally speaking, other people don't like it when your workspace is messy. So they kind of look at what you're wearing and how you put yourself together to get an idea of if you're going to be messy person or clean person at the office. And clean persons are usually uh, higher on the list of who you hire because the assumption is that they'll be more helpful around the office. So clean clothes, definitely. And ideally you're gonna iron them. If you don't have an iron or an ironing board, if you have an iron but not an ironing board, you already know the whole towel trick. So um, if you don't have an iron, then my suggestion is to hang your clothes up really, really nicely on um, some hangers and then hang them in the bathroom when you're taking a hot shower so that you can steam them. And it also helps if you can kind of clip some weights on the bottom, like if you have pants, you can like use some binder clips and, and clip some weights on the bottom to pull them down while you're showering and letting the steam get out the wrinkles so that your pants will hang more, more straight. And, um, you know, just take care of your clothes. Clothes are expensive, so you're going to want to have special clothes that you wear to interviews and you're going to want to try to keep them nice and, and clean and preserved away from your more casual attire. Next item, prepare ahead and don't wait to the last minute. And pre preparation for an interview, it involves looking up some information and doing some research on the company. It's as easy as entering the company's name into a search bar and reading some articles, checking out their website, going to their social media, you know, maybe finding out who the CEO, the chief executive officer or president of the company is, and if she or he has made any remarks lately, you might find if it's a publicly traded company, they might have an area on their website called press releases. That's a great place to find it's kind of, a press release is kind of like a little mini article that the company put out to tell everybody what they're doing or an announcement that they're making. And if you read enough of them, you start getting a feel about what the company has done lately and what they're proud to report that they're working on to the public. So you need to do some homework ahead of time because one of the first questions a lot of recruiters, including myself, would ask is, you know, what have you learned about our company? How, how is it that you're here today? Why are you interested in joining us? You know, kind of tell me about what you did to prepare for our time together. And if someone says, you know, I kind of didn't do anything, you kind of don't feel like they want the job as badly as the next person who says, oh yeah, I checked out your website and I noticed your social media and I read your recent press release that you guys are doing this, that, or the other, you announced a new location and you're coming out with a new product line or you, you have a new CEO or you changed your board of directors or whatever it is that they've done. At least you've looked it up and learned something about the company 
And then also it gives you something to ask the recruiter, ask some questions to encourage a conversation back and forth. So it's not like an interrogation where they're just asking you a bunch of questions. You can ask some too. And that way it creates a more vibrant exchange with the other person. It makes you look like you're more interesting. Uh, the next item, bring two to three copies of your resume with you. And that is just so that you will have one. And then the person you're interviewing with is going to have one. And then just in case they say, oh, I want you to meet so-and-so while you're here. By the way, that's a great thing that could happen. It's like getting the two for, right? You're getting a second interview. Even though you're supposed to go in for one, you get to meet another person. That's ideal. And if you have an extra resume with you, you say, fantastic. I've got another resume right here. Then the first person you met with gets to keep your resume, which they probably scribbled some notes on anyways. And you can give a fresh one to the new person with whom you're going to interview. And meanwhile, you have your copy in front of you that you can refer to if you have to. Which brings us to the next item. Know your resume. If someone's going to interview me and ask me a question about what I did, I need to be able to tell them what I did from a place of having been there, done that. So if you're asking someone a question about what they supposedly did and they don't know, it makes it look like they totally made up their resume and then that's going to send you to the bottom of the list and you're not going to get that second interview. So know your resume, it's your story and you should feel comfortable comfortable answering questions about it. And in each case, even if you haven't already included it on your resume, although I hope you would have, for each job, what you learn, what you taught, and some sort of way that you made an impact. You improved something, you increased something, you changed something, you thought of a new way to do something. Always have those types of things in your mind so that when they ask you a question about it, you're already ready to give your answer. And then also, you always want to be able to explain logically, why did you change jobs? Why did you leave one job for another? And if you left a job because you had a manager who had a history of losing a lot of employees because of the way in which they treated those employees, that's the way you say it. You don't say, I quit my job because my manager ticked me off. You, you're presenting information that shows you made a reasonable, logical choice to depart that any reasonable person would given the circumstances. It's not just that you were feeling like super entitled that you wouldn't want to take that treatment so you're going to quit your job without another one in hand. That's not what you're going to want to be doing in an interview if you want the job because every job and every manager has its ups and downs not everything is going to be peachy keen every single day work is stressful work takes energy work takes time it's called work for a reason it's not play and not that you should be put in a situation where it's starting to affect your mental health or it's starting to affect your physical health or it's overwhelming you to the point that you aren't functioning in your life outside of work. That's a different situation. 
But what I'm telling you is the reason why we get paid from working is because it's a job and a string of jobs that logically fit together and through which you create a network of friends and colleagues and people that you respect and likewise they respect you, that's called a career. So you have to take it seriously. And sometimes it means putting your own ego aside and doing what's best and what's right for your coworkers and for your employer or your client because that's more important. And I know when you're just starting out that you're focused on the money. But soon you will realize over time that it's more about the contributions that you and the other people around you make that allows your company to create something and to offer something to your customers or to the world. Nobody can do anything by themselves. You you always have to work with other people. And you're not always going to agree with their way of doing something. But if you can find a way to agree with the general premise of what's trying to what you're all trying to accomplish, that's a positive starting point. So you have to be open-minded when you're at work that not everybody solves the problem the same way. It's like when you're back in school and the teacher shows you one way to solve a problem on the board and you figure out another way to solve it and you still get the right answer, you just took a different path. Well, at work, some people are going to have different opinions from yours about how to achieve the same goals. But you always have to remind yourself and at times if it ever becomes controversial or difficult with the other people that you're working with, you have to remind yourself and them you're all trying to reach a common goal. And all you have to do is figure out a way to compromise on the path towards achieving it. So it's about your mindset. And it's about taking your own ego and checking it at the door because when you work, you're there to help other people. You're you're not there to only help yourself. You're there to help other people. That's why you get a paycheck. You get a paycheck because of who else you help. What's for you is the paycheck that you get. So if it's all about you and you get a paycheck, that's double dipping. You're at work to help other people, to serve other people, to make the workload of other people easier, to interact with other people. It's all about being positive and social while you're working so that your entire company is stronger. It's not just about you. So keep that in your mind as you're approaching your interview. And I want to leave you with one last thought. And I, I told my son this. When you are at a job and you get hired into, into a position, keep your mind open that if you are ever asked to volunteer to do something else, if you have it within your wherewithal to do it, then absolutely jump in and help out. Do not take the mindset or do not adopt the position of that's not my job. Because when you do that, you immediately put a wall up between you and everybody else on the team. And eventually, 
that starts to affect how the other people on, on the team feel about working with you. If you're the type of person who will always help a coworker, and through that, you'll learn and pick up other skills, and those skills, they point towards leadership. And that's where your career starts to blossom. So don't be afraid of doing extra work to help other people when you're able. Now, there are going to be times when you are completely inundated and overwhelmed, and maybe your company needs to hire some additional employees to spread some of that workload across more shoulders than just your own. That's reasonable. That's fair. You also have to stand up for yourself and bring that to your manager's attention. You have to say and use numbers when you're communicating this, not just, oh, I'm tired or, oh, I'm doing too much. You have to bring it to your manager with metrics. So if you have stocked so many shelves in a number of hours or transported so many boxes over a number of days or served so many customers over a a number of weeks or closed however many, many deals or figured out how many problems in a period of time, that's what you want to present because people make decisions using information. They don't make business decisions using someone else's feelings. That's not how business works. If you come up with information and data, then someone can make that actionable. If you just come up and complain, then they'll listen, but there's not much that they will do in response to just listening because it looks like you're venting. Instead, if you're presenting sort of a logical argument of information that includes some data points, then all of a sudden the conversation becomes less about your feelings and more about how to make the business more efficient. Everybody likes that. This is Suzanne King, and I made this message online.